Once upon a time, there was a little boy called Howard who loved writing stories. Little Howard dreamed of being a writer And so he sat down to every nighter But everything he wrote was fucking shite, yeah wubba dubba do wubba dubba do Worst writer in the world 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 He's a stupid Hello and welcome to the worst writer in the world with me, Howard, the best writer in the world, and with me, with me, with me as ever, is Rufus Penzant, a bold man. <laughs> Who does nothing and is useless. Thanks, Howard. Thanks. Pleasure, pleasure. <laughs> this show continues to exist thanks to our subscribers on Patreon. We're hugely grateful and absolutely love every single one of them. Even <laughs> Hayley Mathers, who wrote this week's plot so far. We discover that the Cybermen are attempting to create an ultimate Cyberman, yes. which is gold-coloured to show it's the best. Yes. But an overcharge of Granithor power <laughs> yeah. awakens it too early, and it blasts them away before doing clever things with the computer. Ah. The Time Lords see this and realise that the Golden Cyberman is building a giant drill on Earth. <laughs> Deciding that the planet is in danger, they agree to send two incarnations of the Doctor, as well as two agents, to stop the Cyberman from doing... something. Mm -hmm. Once reaching Gallifrey, the Doctor chops a couple of guards unconscious, realises he needed to ask them for directions, <laughs> then meets his former self. <laughs> Meanwhile, the agents get their pointless passports, and the man one complains about his fake name and insists on being called John, because it wouldn't be a Howard story without at least one John. Okay, so what's going on, Rufus? Well, well, so far, what we know is that there is a cyber lord mm -hmm. who is up to something on Earth, yes. and the time lords need to stop him, right? So the Time Lords have gone, right, we'd better get a couple of Doctor Whos right. and also a couple of random Time Lords to go with them. Right, to okay. look after them. Yeah, basically to make sure they don't, I don't know, just... Start having sex with each other. <laughs> <laughs> creating some weird incestuous Time hybrid, kind of yeah. like... Um, creating Renaissance. yeah. <laughs> I think that's how that works, right? Mm. Doctor Who has sex with Doctor and Riversong is born. I think that's true, yeah, right? That's actually and then true, he marries her. <laughs> <laughs> it was not been possible until Jodie Whittaker took over, but now. Uh, no, I think I think it was totally possible for John Pertwee and uh, and and Tom, Tom Baker, Baker to, to produce a baby yeah. <laughs> if they really meant it. It certainly could have had a good go. <laughs> All right, so the Time Lords are trying to stop the Cyber Lord, yep. all right, because they're like, no, L Lord is our name. You can't have that. You can have Cyber Man. We're not Time Men, right? We're Time Lords. So they're really upset with the Cyber Lord for stealing half their name. So right? it's, it's all kind of um, like legal stuff then. Uh, they're just it's just jealousy. It's okay. base jealousy. So they've gone, right, we better get some, some Time Lord agents mm -hmm. to stop them, called John and Sarah. But then they've gone, oh, no, John and Sarah aren't good enough. Yeah. They're too obsessed with what names on their passport, <laughs> right? We'd better get some good people as well, called yeah. Doctor Who and Doctor Who, yeah. right? Who are also called John <laughs> yes. on their passport. Three well. Johns <laughs> and one Sarah, yeah. yes. Uh, again, what a lot of Johns. We've got two John Smiths, one John Jones. We've got Smith and yeah. Jones. <laughs> That's true. And Sarah. Yeah, and Sarah. Right. Yeah. 
so they they're currently they're in the in the Time Lord dining room or whatever. Oh right? yeah, waiting for the Doctor Who's to arrive. They're in the Panopticon. Yeah, sure. They're waiting for the Doctor Who's to arrive. Mm. The Doctor Who's are on Gallifrey. They've right. just arrived and attacked some guards. Chopped right? them on the shoulder. Yeah, absolutely. But they haven't walked into this room yet. Right. So where we left it, basically, the Time Lords are talking to John and Sarah, the yeah. the, the, the Time Lord leaders, whatever, the President, the Vice President, president yeah. the Vice President. They're talking to John and Sarah, the, the Time Lord agents, right. and they're telling them what the Cyberlord's up to and where he is. And they're all like, oh, he's drilling for something that's probably yeah. bad for the universe. Yeah, they don't know what he's up to. They don't know, but they're so telling they're, them anyway. anyway. yeah. And they're like, oh, he's, he's somewhere around King's Cross. Was there, this is the worst kind of exposition you can get. It's <laughs> yeah, like, uh, the something's happening. Yeah. The writer doesn't even know. Not sure what, but go and find out. Yeah, yeah. Go, and f- go and stop it from happening, whatever it Still is. Still manage to spend pages of ex- exposition that, yeah. without actually telling you anything. My Absolutely. Gosh. No, it's really impressive how how long it takes you to explain nothing Nothing. at all. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's have a look where we're up to. So the president is just saying, Mm -hmm. the Cyberlord is somewhere near there. (laughs) Okay, okay, so in like the busiest part of London, um, there's a Cyberlord with a big drill and no one's noticed. (laughs) You will meet the doctor in a cafe called Jimmy's. (laughs) Where's the doctor? And who's Jimmy? Yeah. Well, they... They? Do you mean to say you have broken the rule of no meeting yourself? (laughs) And it's got that in um, quotation marks. You mean to say you've broken the rule of no meeting yourself? The famous no meeting yourself rule. (laughs) But that's a Time Lord rule. That is the rule of Time Lord who? Uh, Mohammed came down from the Time Lord mountain. Rule one. Mohammed? Yeah, Yeah, whatever. (laughs) He came down and he wrote... Moses, yeah. Yeah. He had a a tablet and it said, no meeting yourself. No meeting yourself. Rule one, one, no meeting yourself. yourself. Rule two, two, no selfing your meat. (laughs) Basically, don't eat yourself. All right. um, This is in in capitals as well, so Sarah (laughs) is shouting. They? Do you mean to say you have broken the rule of no meeting yourself? (laughs) Or whatever it's called? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I found it necessary in the situation. Boy. Yeah. No, absolutely no reason. I thought one doctor wouldn't be enough, so I'd break the one Time Lord rule we have. <laughs> the one rule. We don't know what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've only got one, but our fuck knows what it is. <laughs> yeah, call it no meeting yourself rule. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they must have a lot of rules to not know what the rule is. Yeah. I found it necessary in the situation. Besides, it's been done before. Really? Who with? Well, there was the doctor. The doctor... And the doctor, yes. I think I get the picture. Well, what's he like, this doctor? Which one? (laughs) 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 Well, you should be seeing him very soon. In fact, he's quite late now. At this point in time, the doctors walk into the room. At this point in time, yeah, not not in ten minutes. The doctors will ten minutes in ten minutes. The doctors will walk into the room, but now there's a load more other guff about (laughs) being called John, (laughs) followed by the two guards. Not that late, though, says Doctor Who. The problem was that these two were asleep on the job. Guys, he's beating up guards <laughs> and then lying and getting them in trouble. They might lose their job. Their, their children may starve. He's horrible. Um, he indicates the two guards. Really? Uh, well, I'll have to have words with them later. Mm. Let's get... Let's get on to the introductions. I am, of course, the president. This is Vice President Bollifrey. 
Now then, these are... Before the president can speak, the doctors interrupt. Both docs. Okay. Lena and Webster. The four greet each other. The president intercedes. Intercedes. Someone's got the dictionary out. <laughs> um, Lena and Webster. I guess that's man and woman. That's John and Sarah's real names. Why don't they know who Doctor he was? <clears throat> but Doctor yeah. knows who they are. Well, they all gre- greeted each other like, oh no, here we go. Yeah, they're old school friends. Oh, it's because he calls himself the Doctor now and his real name's Bibbly Bob. Or something, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you can't pronounce his real yeah. name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, do you three know each other? Yep. Old school friends, me, Lena, and Vulture. <laughs> Vulture? Yes. In those days, he had a nose like a boy's beak. He's lost that now, though. What regeneration are you now? I don't know if he actually had a bird's beak, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, like, okay. This is before Willie Martinall. He used to be have a, a uh, bird's He used to be a head. stork. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Both docs blabble. The doctors give out their regeneration levels. Okay. Levels. Really? What you been up to? I'm only on my second. I'm only on my first. Well, you know how it is with Cybermen, Daleks, giant spiders, and the Time Lords also seem to be troublesome. Even more so for me. On the subject of Cybermen, Doctor. Were we? Yes, you mentioned them anyway. It seems that we are up against the worst Cyberman ever. Mm. He goes under the name of the Cyber Lord. And at this very moment, he is on Earth, yeah, is searching, he? What's he, what's he for, searching for something. <laughs> searching oh, for sounds, something or other, which yes, will no sounds, doubt he turn sounds out terrible. to be... Yeah. No, How dare he go a... around having a name and searching for stuff. Yeah. That is the worst kind of cyber lord. We see the cyber lord. He is in a tightly packed room. Filled with computers and other such things. He is sitting down at a computer console. He types some alien words across the screen. The computer booms out. Drill near completion. No complications. Substance ballerinium still not located, though getting closer. (laughs) How do you know? Yeah, not located it, but I feel that we're close. (laughs) I've got a good feeling about this, says the computer. Hurry, I have no doubt that the Time Lords will send another spy computer. Report if there are any waves in the time-space continuum. No readings as of yet. The Cyberlord gets up from the console and walks over to large type of wardrobe. Stoom, 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 stoom. Yeah, with a single button on it. So he walked over to a large type of wardrobe with a single button on it. So it's probably a coffin, this one, then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. But it's lying on the ground and has got a dead body in it. <laughs> and someone has buried it. <laughs> I could almost laugh if it had been part of my programming. Programming? What's he talking about? He's not a fucking robot. Also, can't he illogically laugh then? Yeah, he can illogically think. <laughs> he can illogically think, but he can't illogically laugh. Yeah. Yeah, well, goes, why, why I would, would almost laugh if this were funny in any way, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it's that. not. Look it's a that. box. Well, Harry, it's got one button on it. Normally, <laughs> wardrobes have got two buttons. Look at you, Open stupid. button and close button. Yeah, you rubbishy one-buttoned <laughs> wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness laughing was part of my programming that I don't have. We see a black-clothed figure with his back to us in a swivel chair, staring intently into a blank screen. Occasionally, there will be a blip or bloop. Yeah, which is it? 
Occasionally, sometimes it's a blip, sometimes it's a bloop. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and the man loop. master <gasps> reveal will type the number forty, and a cross will appear across the screen. <laughs> He's playing some kind of rubbish game, isn't he? <laughs> what what voice did the master have in Candle of Ever? Was it Ethelred Chagrind? You did um. Yes, man. Yes, that's what you did. Yeah, a kind of French carbon. <laughs> Did I steal my teddy? <laughs> I like my teddy. Then I take it from me. I think that's his voice now, right? Fuck the Hathaway Shadow. He's regenerated. He's gone French. Okay. <laughs> Did I steal my teddy? <laughs> So we're going back to Gallifrey now. Mm. Gallifrey, where the president and the vice president of Gallifrey are still, still telling Doctor Who's and John and Sarah all the no information that they've got about the Cyber Lord. (laughs) All the complete lack of information that they know, all right? And they're doing this over a light supper Mm. because there's no urgency when you've got a time machine. We see the company of six Time Lords seated at the dining table. All their plates are empty. They've ate something. Um, and the vice president is wiping his mouth with a napkin. You don't need this much duration. Like, uh, you, um, vice president actor, could you wipe your mouth with a napkin? Because it says it in the script. I don't think my character would wipe his mouth with a napkin at this stage in the proceedings. The two guards stand by the door. I still find it hard to believe you could possibly get a gold Cyberman. Here, here. Nevertheless, they have done it. And if you want proof, you can always watch this tape I have. <laughs> space VHS. I've got a space VHS player. No, no, thank you, Bollifrey. I've seen some of your tapes before. They are quite disturbing. <laughs> Both docks. No, it's all right. So, when do we go? You will be sent in twos. <laughs> on a lesser route. We're going to chop you all in half. Let's send you in once. All right, on a lesser route. In that way, it will be less likely that the Cyberlord will know you have arrived. Hmm. Yeah, because if four people turn up, the Cyberlord's just going to be like, What's going on? <laughs> Which one's saying he's not? Cyberlord's going to be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, What's going on? I, I think four people just arrived. Zippy! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Okay, so the Cyberlord just turned into Zippy. That's the end of that then. Uh, you will be sent in twos on a lesser route. In that way, it'll be less likely that the Cyberlord will know you have arrived. So if you, um, John and Sarah go first, the two doctors will meet you later in the cafe. Yeah. yeah, he said they'd meet you in a cafe, but then they met them on, on Gallifrey, which is weird. <laughs> Guards, take these two to their TARDISes. He indicates John and Sarah. Sarah, whatever. Oh, and make sure they get in the right ones. We don't want any of them going for a ride in the ones preset to travel to guard tracks. <laughs> yeah. God no. forbid that ever happened. <laughs> Wow, yeah. No, I mean, all those TARDISes we've got hanging around yeah. preset to travel to guard tracks that we just like to have around just in case anyone needs to go to guard tracks in a hurry. I haven't got time to set their own. Yeah. Oh, quick, I've got to go to guard tracks. You'd better go in one of the presets. Yeah, yeah. God forbid that someone who doesn't want to go to guard tracks in a hurry gets in that TARDIS. Yes, we have to preset them for guard tracks in case there's a sail on at uh, the shops. Forget that they're time machines and can uh, arrive before they've left. That's not important. (laughs) 
Yeah, but it might be um, it might be one of those high leverage moments. So what does he call them? The things he can't change? Yeah, fixed moments in time. Fixed moments in time, yeah. The start of the sale is a fixed moment in time and I cannot go there. So it's really it's really explicit and specific this. Yeah. Like, in case there's a sale on, there's this <laughs> fixed moment in time on the planet Gartrex. We've got loads of TARDISes just lined up ready to go. <laughs> if you need some cheap bed sheets or something. <laughs> cool. John and Sarah stand up and walk to the door. The guards lead them out. We see John and Sarah arrive at their TARDISes. They go inside their own. There is a double wheezing groaning sound and the two TARDISes are gone. Guards leave. We see I don't the... know where their fucking TARDISes are. They need to get guided there. Yeah, they're just outside guards. in this corridor, aren't they? There's only ever... In Doctor there's only ever two rooms. There's the corridor and there's the room they go to. Another good They were supposed to be going in... They were going in twos, but they're not going in twos. They're, yeah, they're going, going in, in ones, ones, but in twos. Yeah. In two ones at a time. And the reason the reason for, for going like, <clears throat> like that, the bizarre reason, was they wouldn't get noticed. Cause, like The Cyber Lord is less likely to notice four spaceships arriving on yeah. Earth than he is like one. one. Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. It's like... Oh, four, tar- four TARDISes have just arrived. It's probably fine. <laughs> but one TARDIS, that's probably villains come to get me. <laughs> that's what he says, right? Oh, oh yes. Oh, oh, two TARDISes. I've got enough TARDISes. <laughs> if two more come, I'll get scared. <laughs> we see the dining room again. The two doctors are getting up. The two guards should be arriving soon to take you to your... Uh, our, uh, your TARDISes. Excuse me, but how will our TARDIS take us to Earth? After all, the steering is a bit erratic. That has all been seen too. Your TARDISes, sorry, TARDIS, has been programmed to travel to the Earth. Believe me, our programmers are the best in this universe. We think, um, yes, you'll have no trouble arriving at the correct destination. The vice president whispers to himself, I hope. (laughs) So it's not just the doctor who can't work a fucking TARDIS, it's everyone on Gallifrey, including their technicians. Sorry, Gav, I've got a clue how this TARDIS works. I've never seen (laughs) one before. Well, you made it. Oh, no, but I don't know how the steering works. That's the most complicated part of TARDIS. I'm only only know how to make them go to Gartrax. You know, (laughs) if you want to get into Gartrax, I can do that. Yeah, well, basically, we we make them so that they're all preset to go straight to Gartrax. (laughs) So in an emergency, you've got to get to the sales. You're straight there, no problem. I know, yeah, if you to go anywhere else, uh, you might want to go to Garchex first and get, get yourself a train from there. <laughs> Space train. <laughs> Unless it's somewhere on Garchex, in which case you're fine. The two guards enter the room. They hold the doors open. The two doctors the two doctors whisk out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just making some eggs. And I'm making some omelettes. <laughs> That's the same thing. Yes. Well, I've got cheese in it. No, it's not, because making an egg means you're a chicken. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I am making an egg. Yeah, I'm laying. I'm going to lay one. <laughs> yeah, then you can beat it. Okay, I'll go and get my whisk. Um, it's good to see the doctors working together mm. to make an omelette out of the <laughs> doctor's bum, bum eggs. <laughs> yes. And uh, then they'll feed it to Jamie and not tell him. Yeah. <laughs> well, Doctor, Doctor Who, this omelette is awfully strange. Yes, they're my bum eggs. Ha <laughs> ha Why didn't you tell me, Doctor Who? Because I'm evil, Adric, yes. <laughs> Stop, Stop calling, calling me Adric. Adric. He's from the future. Um, he came out of one of my bum eggs. <laughs> um, right, so they, the two doctors whisk out. Uh, the guards follow after them. The two doctors suddenly run back into the room. 
before the doors can be shut properly. Both docks, ever so sorry. Goodbye, your highness. Oh, right, they forgot to say goodbye. <laughs> that is exactly what's happening. <laughs> and goodbye to you too, Vice President Bolifray. <laughs> yeah, that was a whole thing where they left the room, realised they hadn't said goodbye, <laughs> ran back in before the doors closed... And did a goodbye scene. So it's a, it's a thematic thing of mine. I'm really interested in goodbyes. Goodbyes, yeah. You you probably noticed as a kid, you're like, people on TV don't <laughs> say goodbye enough. Yeah. Like, at the end of every conversation, they don't say goodbye. <laughs> Often it just cuts away and you'll find them later on. And you don't ever get anyone saying goodbye, unless it's a really meaningful goodbye. And I'm going to redress that. Yeah. I'm going to have every other scene, people saying goodbye. Realistic. I'll go for realism. You know, you yeah. never see the scene where some people wait around for 10 seconds for a TARDIS to arrive. Yeah. Usually just cuts to arriving straight Absolutely. away. Absolutely. And that's realism. Yeah. Waiting for 10 seconds for a TARDIS to arrive. <laughs> yeah. And a gold side man drilling in King's Cross. <laughs> realism. <laughs> King's Cross. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm drilling. I'm drilling a train. <laughs> um, the two doctors leave the room again. The guards close the doors and again. lead them off. We see the two doctors and guards. The doctors go inside their TARDISes. Wow, that's interesting. There is another double, double wheezing, wheezing groaning, groaning sound. And the two... That's the sound of the audience. <laughs> yeah, some of them are old. Yeah. And some of them are bored. Yeah. They've all got old from watching this <laughs> shit for fucking hours. What's happened so far? Someone's told somebody a thing 26 times. <laughs> and a lot of weird boxes that make wheezing, groaning sounds have arrived. And the two TARDIS police boxes dematerialise. The Gerds. It's just a missing letter, but it looks yeah, like the Gerds. The Gerds watch the two TARDISes go. Then they walk off back down the corridor. That's a good scene. Yeah. Especially them walking off back down the corridor afterwards. Because like, in a real programme, you wouldn't see them walk back again, and you'd think that they lived there. <laughs> but I show the truth that, yeah. that like people don't live in corridors. They go to their separate houses. One of them has a wife, but the other doesn't. They say hello to their wives. <laughs> yeah, this takes their a minute. Their wives say hello back. <laughs> They ask them what happened at work today, and yeah. they tell them that apparently some cyber lords have gone to King's Cross and he's yeah. drilling for something or other. And the wife says, where the fuck is King's Cross? Right, Howard, we're nearly at the end of episode two. Hooray! And the, I mean, and the, and the Doctor Whos have finally left Gallifrey. Oh, <laughs> All right. wow. oh my God, so, it took them so long. But they have finally left Gallifrey. And now... You know, I can, I've complained in the past about... You know, Terence Dix yeah. not being such a great writer. <laughs> yeah, but he wouldn't have taken two episodes to do that. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> you know, like half a page. Now. He would have just sent them straight to Earth. <laughs> yeah. Like with a note from the timeline saying, go stop, go stop that Cyberlord. Yeah. <laughs> right, invite them over for a seven-course meal. Well, he was good at conciseness, and he had mm. to be, because otherwise he wouldn't have been able to write a million books in his <laughs> lifetime, would he, if he'd, if he'd written it at your length. Mm. OK, so now we go back to the master... Who is in his TARDIS. <laughs> we see the master from behind again. He is still watch the scanner. Yeah. Two blips appear. That's what we said last time that we see him from behind and he's staring intently at the screen. Yeah. And it's like, how do we know he's staring intently at a screen if we're looking at his back? <laughs> um, two blips appear. The master types 40 question mark. A few seconds later, there are two more blips. Once again, the master types in 40. But this time there are two ticks across the screen. We see the master from the front. He grins to himself, then speaks a single word. Doctor. <laughs> Doctor. 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 A single word, though. Okay, yeah. That, that, but a single word. 
We see the planet Earth from outer space. Which side? <laughs> the Britain side. <laughs> um, yeah, not, not that we see the planet Earth from Earth, but basically we see a house. <laughs> we see the planet Earth close up, i.e. a house. Uh, we see Great Britain, then London. Then we see a quiet street. Is it zooming in or are these just like cutaways? Like, it doesn't it's matter. zooming in. It's zooming yeah. in, definitely. We see, well, not so, really, because you couldn't possibly do that. No. We see Great Britain, but they can now. Again, Stephen Moffat stole your ideas. Just waited for technology to catch God. up with your amazing ideas. Yeah. We see Great Britain, yeah, then London. Shop the years before. Then we see a quiet street. There is a mother with a pram walking along it. And a little boy, about eight, who is lagging behind his mum. There is a wheezing, groaning sound, and a gentleman's toilet and a lady's toilet materialise. The boy watches in amazement. Then out of the lady steps a man. It is John. Oh, and then from the men's emerges a woman. It is Sarah. They, they got, got it wrong the again. Yeah, Running joke. The little boy runs to his mum, who is about to turn a corner. Oh, he's got a line. Mummy, mummy, a pair of bogs just appeared down the street. <laughs> now, now, Simon, how many times have I told you not to make up stories and stop using the word bog? It's disgusting. The mother grabs the little boy's arm and leads him off round the corner. We hear him yell. But I did see it, two bogs. <laughs> we hear a slap. <laughs> and then the sound of the boy crying. Yeah. Now, come on. We see Sarah and John talking to each other. After a brief period, they move off. Some ten <laughs> seconds later... What kind of period? Yeah, Lady period? I think so. And John had it because they keep getting it wrong. <laughs> After John has finished his period, <laughs> and because they are humans yeah. now, they leave. All right, so some <laughs> ten seconds later... So... How many? Two so, ten seconds. <laughs> Three ten seconds. <laughs> yeah, ten seconds later. You really don't understand how TV works, do you? You just like keep putting. There is a ten minute pause in which nothing happens. <laughs> then there is a, another wheezing, groaning sound, and a disabled person's toilet materializes. Out of this steps the master. He takes a strange object from his pocket, presses a button on it and wanders off in the same direction as John and Sarah. Does it say that they're cubicles, or does it just say toilet? <laughs> it says toilets. So like a loo, basically. Yeah. An actual for, toilet. But, but one says men, and one says women, and the other says disabled. There's just three toilets. Does it street. say it on it, that one? Is it just as a disabled toilet appears? So, so like... the toilet's got no legs. <laughs> yeah. The toilet's in a wheelchair. Yeah. Okay. The master climbs out of the toilet. It's fucking wet in there. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking chameleon <laughs> I should stop it from working We see the Cyber Lord's control room The computer suddenly booms out And the Cyber Lord gets up from where he was sitting He likes to sit down, doesn't he, this, um, this Cyber Man? He likes to sit down Strong reading in the space-time continuum He's got a Dalek that works him <laughs> Single TARDIS, yeah, now he has, <laughs> belonging to renegade Time Lord, known as the Master, has attempted to rule or destroy the galaxy many times, and has also attempted to do the same with this very planet. He is skilled in hypnosis and is a genius. Just in case anyone doesn't know who the Master is, for the audience there. New, new uh, viewers. Yeah. Is it possible <laughs> that he is here to destroy me? <laughs> no, he is more likely after a partnership. He cannot be trusted. Is advisable to destroy him on sight. Give me a view of him. 
On a computer screen, several angles of the master are shown. His bum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stop. All information gathered. Switch to full security. Do not destroy <laughs> this master, though. He may be useful. Logic advises to destroy the master on site. Cease. Do not destroy. How inferior can a planet get? Why did I arrive in such an unadvanced age? Unadvanced, good word. There was a time slip and your ship could not avoid travelling through it. You know, the only way to avoid travelling through a time slip is to um, park in your own he portal. We all, we all know that's impossible. I can't park in my own he portal watch, computer Dalek. I don't know where I put it. I put your he portal watch next to your shoes. Well, what would you do that for? If it shouldn't go on my closet. I don't be on my, my bedside table. I'm a cyberman. I don't wear shoes. Whose <laughs> <laughs> shoes did you put my hip portal ones next to? Uh, uh, yeah, because it's not the time that's that's unadvanced, is it? It's just the planet. Yeah. Um, yeah, time he, 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 can't he, be advanced. If you go to cyber world or whatever, it's probably super advanced. Then. Yeah, you should have gone, should have, should have gone to cyber world. Yeah, sure. uh, I should have gone to cyber world. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. There was a time slip and your ship could not avoid travelling through it. I know all this. Yeah. The question was rhetorical. Why are you fucking asking then? <laughs> <laughs> the question was rhetorical. If only I had control over the time I travelled to. <laughs> you know the fucking moron that doesn't know where yeah. he's going. None <laughs> of them do. What all these yeah. geniuses. It's it's weird how all the characters in your scripts are absolute morons, <laughs> isn't it? I don't know why that is. Yeah, even the ones that have just been referred to as geniuses. <laughs> uh, yeah. I am a genius. Mm. Um, let me tell you about space gravity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I know these things. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is that links them all. Mm. Maybe we'll be able to work it out. Uh, not it. I think it's a mystery. Okay. I have it. I shall steal the Master's TARDIS. We see the same street again where the three TARDISes stand. There are suddenly two more wheezing groaning sounds and two old-fashioned police boxes materialise. Hey, so the Cyberlord and the Dalek haven't figured out that John and Sarah have arrived. No, or, only or the, the Master, yeah. two vultures have just got there either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, only the Master. They spotted the Master. But, but well, they, that's because the Master, when... Um, like he didn't go his four different people, did he? <laughs> and that's what they said. But that's what they meant. If, they, oh, if, right. you're, if you go in one TARDIS, yeah. then he'll notice. But if you go in four, he yeah, won't. Yeah, and did. the master made that terrible mistake of going in one TARDIS. Ah, yeah. If he'd cut his legs and arms off and put them in different TARDISes, he'd have been fine. It does make sense. Though. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Well, it's consistent. Anyway, I don't know if it makes sense. <laughs> They've got three names, actually, haven't they? John, Sarah, Man, Woman, and what they call Wendell and Mintcake. Right? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Wendell and Mintcake, yeah, they're real Time Lord names. <laughs> um, so the police boxes materialise. After a few seconds, a few seconds, after ten seconds, doctors emerge from both. Locking the doors behind them, they walk up to each other. Will, Will, it looks like the Earth all right, but is it London? And is it the right time? Will. He always says well. And it, weird part, only the first Doctor says well. Oh, oh, wow. The one that I have, again, chosen to be well. Onwards to Jimmy's to see the wonderful Time Lords of Gallifrey. The two Doctors link arms and skip off, <laughs> singing out loud. <laughs> On a wall can be seen a poster. Venom slingers in territory very dangerous. <laughs> in King's Cross. 
Gotta look out for those Venom Slingers <laughs> in King's Cross in 1992. Is it? Well, maybe it was a band. Yeah. Come see the Venom Slingers tonight. It's a fly, yeah, it's a fly person, isn't it? Yeah. We see two people sitting at a cafe in a cafe. <laughs> oh, that's my fault. Okay. Sorry. We see two people sitting at a table in a cafe. <laughs> okay, okay. There are four seats at the table. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And there that's are other tables. The Doctor Who's. <laughs> and there are other tables all around. What? Because it's a cafe. <laughs> There is food and people working there. Yeah. There are menus. Dogs there are pe- hang from the seats. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, they don't. There are other tables all around with people sitting at them, drinking, eating and talking. The two people, John and Sarah, oh, surprise, yeah. why you didn't say that the first time. Also, in one corner of the cafe is a man reading a paper. We cannot see his face oh, right. until he looks over the top of the paper. And it is can. the master. And then we can see his yeah. face. But he then might. when he puts his face back behind it, we can't see his face anymore. <laughs> that's how newspapers work. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. So you can't see his face. And then he lowers the paper. It is the master. He mutters to himself, The scanner shows there are two time lords in here. <laughs> Damn, where is the meddling fool? <laughs> Did he say scanner? He's got a scanner as well. Yeah. So this kind of scanner's thing that scans things rather than the kind of scanner you look at and see pictures on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And rather than the scanner that, yeah, that actually scans <laughs> yeah. things. This is a scanner that... I've got too many scanners. <laughs> uh, we see the president and vice president. Oh, good, I'm glad it's back to them. Mm. Seated in the president's scanning room. <laughs> Good. You're just obsessed with scanning. <laughs> you just loved scanning. Uh, like, I love scanning. I don't care. I don't even know what it is. Yeah. I'm, not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure what scanning is, but I fucking love it. Yeah. I can't get enough of it, right? Yeah. So the doctor's got a scanner in his TARDIS. Yeah. The master carries a scanner yeah. around, and Bolifrey lives yeah. in a scanning yeah. room. Yeah. Would you like to have a go on my scanner? <laughs> Yes, please, Bolifrey. What is it? I don't know. It rubs you. (laughs) I'm going to predict that they're going to have a conversation about the fact that they've John and Sarah have arrived, and that's all they've got to say on the subject. I'd say it's less than that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Do you not think it's time we made contact? But they've only been gone about an hour. But surely we should just check to see if they have arrived safely. Um, yes, okay. We will see if they are safe. <laughs> the end. The vice president... Oh, no. The vice president... Oh, no, it's not the end. They're going to do it. Sitting around in their fucking scanning room, kind of yeah. like, you know, not knowing whether the, the people they, have arrived, yeah. even though that you arrive instantaneously. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've finished scanning all their holiday photos <laughs> into their computers, <laughs> and they've scanned those newspaper articles they wanted to yeah. save. So yeah. now they've got nothing left to scan. Yeah. So they're like, oh, maybe we should go to the telephoning room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Telephone the doctor yeah. in his phone box. Um, the vice president walks to the scanner screen. Oh, the scanner screen. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, this makes no sense. And now. presses a, a red button. That should be. He walks to the scanner screen and presses a scanner <laughs> button. <laughs> he then types in a few scanner numbers. Yeah. <laughs> we see John and Sarah seated in Jimmy's cafe drinking coffee. There is a low, silent buzzing sound. <laughs> Space B. <bee. laughs> <laughs> Listen, there is a low. Silent buzzing sound. <laughs> All right, yeah. All right. What? <laughs> there is a silent buzzing sound that's really loud, but no one can hear. Silent space beep. <laughs> <laughs> what? I can't hear it. Neither can I. <laughs> that's how you know it's there. <laughs> Isn't it? They're everywhere. All the time. Silent space bees. Where's Doctor Who gone? Is he shopping on Gar Tracks? How many legs has the Master got? Is it all the legs? Where is Padme? <laughs> Is she safe? Is she alright? Find out next week on the Spider in the World! We're Spider in the World! We're Spider in the World!
thank you for listening to this episode of The Worst Writer in the World. So if you're on the Worst Writer Facebook group, then you will have seen us continuing to ask you questions. For example... Where do you live? <laughs> What's your bank number? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those, those two questions didn't go down very well. Uh, but this one was slightly better. We know that Doctor Who isn't perfect. Mm-hmm. So whether you like the show or not, tell us things that you think are wrong with Doctor Who, not writers and actors, but content such as story elements, characters and plot holes, and we will fix your problems in a special section called Rufus and Howard Fix Doctor Who. That is some promise. <laughs> yeah. All right, so the first problem was sent in by Howard Long. Really? Yeah. I don't remember this at all. Who said, I don't think they let enough men play <laughs> Doctor Who. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah, what that. can Rufus and Howard do about this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Rufus, Rufus Penzance replied, I think they let too many men play Doctor Who and it should be just one man playing <laughs> all the Doctor Whos and that man should be me. <laughs> what have Rufus and Howard done about this? Yeah, good points. Two very good points there. Uh, so uh, how do we fix it for you to play all the Doctor Whos in the future and the past? <laughs> I don't think. I think we're going to need the help of Doctor. Who. Yes. <laughs> so if we call Doctor and say, "Hi, is that Doctor?" and she's like, "Yeah, that, hello, I'm Doctor." Yeah. Right. And then and we're like, "We think not enough one man me play Doctor." Who. Can you get? Can you yeah. help use your time machine to give me your job? Yes. <laughs> I could probably like grab her because she lives in Muswell. I see her all the time. No, don't. I'll just grab hold of her and no. say, "Take me in the take Tardis." Me to your Tardis. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Got to make you turn into Rufus. <laughs> So that's that problem solved. Okay, yes. That's fixed. I'm going to kidnap Jodie Whittaker and make her, make her, dress, her up, dress her up as you. <laughs> I don't know if this is what I was hoping for. When I said I want to play all the doctors, I don't think I meant can you make Jodie Whittaker dress like me. Mm-hmm. All right. Joel Curzon says, The Doctor being depressed because he had lost his home planet and everyone he knew, and then, on discovering said planet was fine, he visited for 20 minutes and never returned. I don't know, it just seems odd that he wasn't more bothered. So this is after he punched a wall. Right? Yeah. When he went to Gallifrey and, and had dinner outside a shed. Is that, he did, is that correct? The thing, yeah, I mean, I don't really remember that. I remember <laughs> no, that, it was, really boring, that right? it was so, so boring. The plot was, it turns out Gallifrey's not destroyed. Not yeah. And then Doctor Who says he's going to go looking for it, doesn't go looking for it. Yeah. Finds it by accidentally punching yeah. a wall for <laughs> a billion years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know the answer to this. Do you? Yeah. It's like, after a billion years punching a wall, you probably don't really care about Gallifrey. <laughs> like, this has really put things into perspective for me. Also, the first, what's Gallifrey? The first 500 million years, he was probably thinking, oh, I'd really like to see Gallifrey. <laughs> By the end of it, it was like, whatever. Yeah, I mean, just, be, just be happy to get, get, happy get through this wall. wall. Yeah. <laughs> Katie Smith says, whatever happened to Jenny, the Doctor's daughter? She married... Uh, she married Doctor she, Who. She married Doctor Who, right? Yeah. She married David Tennant, is that true? <laughs> yes, yes. So, so, and she's also Peter Davison's daughter, is that right? Yes. Because this is one of the weirdest things, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, the woman who played Jenny is Peter, Peter Davison's daughter, daughter. And he's Doctor Who. So she's Doctor Who. So she really, she played Do- the daughter of Doctor Who and she actually is Doctor Who's daughter. Yeah. And, and then she got married to Doctor Who. And Moffat for no good reason other than Stephen Moffat, probably. <laughs> so maybe her, da- her other dad is Stephen Moffat. She was... Stephen Moffat and Peter Davison, who loved... Because Stephen Moffat loves Peter Davison. So he had sex with... With Peter Davison. Yeah, they yeah, had a daughter. Russell T. Davis cast her in Doctor Who. <laughs> David Tennant married her. Yeah, amazing. And now they've had little baby Daleks. <laughs> that's where Daleks come from. And that's where Daleks come from. I mean, it makes sense. That sounds like a Stephen Moffat plot. Keanu <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Morell says, why does the Doctor care about Earth so much? Did he marry it or something? <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, that is it for another week. Cowards. Oh, woe is me. Don't worry, we'll be back next week with episode three. Oh, yo is me. If you need something to listen to in the meantime, you can get Time Pig for free <gasps> by going to manbycow.com forward slash Time Pig. And then you can listen to over two hours of us reading Howard's Choose Your Own Adventure books that he wrote when he was about 11. Right? Even I do some reading in that one. Yes, yeah, it's the first time you can hear Howard read. Talking of which, if you want to hear Howard and me reading stuff that Howard wrote mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. he was a kid, maybe a bit more than all this audio, and you want to look at our lovely faces yeah. as well, in a few weeks we're going to do a live stream Ooh. in which we're going to read some short things that Howard wrote. That'll be on the 13th of October, on Saturday the 13th of October. Yeah, 2018. Yes, yes. So if you're in the future, you can't... Don't be hassling us about our... Unless you've, got, unless you've got TARDIS's five and you can travel back, <laughs> then you <laughs> yeah. can watch it, maybe. You're going to need all five to get back yes. to somewhere like 2018. Well, at least four, otherwise a Cyberman might spot you. Yeah, but don't, for goodness sake, don't come back. 2018's fucking awful, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Don't well, we don't know what 2019's yet. like, yeah. <laughs> So we're going to do the Worst Writer live stream at 8pm British time. British time. No, 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 Venusian (laughs) time. time. (laughs) On Saturday the 13th of October. The best way to find out about that and be reminded is to join our Facebook group, which is called The Worst Writer in the World. Easy. Or if you want to stay really up to date with what we're doing and also get loads of other stuff we're doing. I do. You can join our secret gang on patreon.com forward slash man by cow. For example, right now, you are missing Gret Binchleaf and The Pyramid of Pythera, which is the most ambitious, crowd-written Gret Binchleaf story in history. (laughs) Either 34 or 35 writers. We can't quite remember which one of those numbers it was. 35 different people writing one Gret Binchleaf story and all the logic you expect from (laughs) something like that, which contains great moments written by Howard, such as this. Behind a wall, someone did a thing. Now, let us use the power of great literature to see that someone behind said wall and the thing that they are didding. (laughs) What are they didding? Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Doc. (laughs) He's a stupid, suck-ass, rubbish writer.